Hi, my name's Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford. Wait, down there. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And it is actually Christmas Day, if you're watching this on Christmas Day, which in a weird way, I kind of hope you're not, I guess. Like, I hope you're doing other stuff. But if you're watching this on Christmas Day, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you feel like celebrating. Hope you have a great that. Chris, how's it going? It is going great. You know, I just woke up, just... Uh, you know, just opened up all the presents that, that I got. Had the kids open up presents. We're recording this on Christmas Day. Right. We, we uh, closed you know. our doors so our families could leave us yeah. alone on Christmas Day. <laughs> it's it's, it's definitely... taking time away from our family so we can record this for all all 10, maybe more of you. That's what I want to... 10 does feel like an understatement these days. You know, I feel like we can safely say like, is it arrogant to be like all 100 of you? Is that too far? Mm, no, yeah, I think that's too far. That's okay, too far. That's, that, that's too far. That's too far. Yeah. Well, for however many of you. Um, <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, Chris, any... I know also, we're, also, we're not that great. We're not recording Christmas, guys. We recorded this before. Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely like <laughs> I have not even put up my tree outside yet. right now, Chris Ford. It's, it's literally like 60 degrees outside. <laughs> it's not Christmas. <laughs> I know we buy our own Christmas presents, Chris, but anything particular on your on your wish list <clears throat> this year? Um, I'm about to go pick up a sound bar and, and subwoofer oh, sick. from Walmart. Uh, I'll see if it's worth it. If not, I'll just take it back. thing is, I have like an old stereo system right now hooked up to it, and I just figured out a way to hook it up for some reason. Because, you know, it's very old, and so it did, I had to buy a converter, essentially, um, that converted a auxiliary... They converted optical to auxiliary <laughs> or vice versa. And uh, now that works. Now I might not even need it, but I'll still, it'll, it'll, it should probably still honestly be better than what I have. But would it be better enough that I should take it? Does it constitute spending like $200 on it? Um, if it doesn't, then I will gladly take it back and spend that money somewhere else. I don't know how fast like sound technology progresses, but you know, I don't know. I could see there being a big leap in there. I don't know anything. I'm not. I'm a terrible <laughs> audiophile. I, I, I am too. I have to look up like what what do I look for in buying a sound bar? Like I didn't understand like two channels and and the wattage. Thing is, I probably should understand that those things because I used to like I, I used to you know have a car stereo system, had an amp in the back, and like two twelves and two six by nines. Had a two channel ten eighty amp, and for some reason I never put together like what those numbers meant. I just knew oh high is good, <laughs> and my dad always my dad's like really smart when it comes to those things. That was right up his alley. Yeah, so I... he hooked all that up for me. I got nothing. I know that I like it with, I had a sound bar at one point and it did not have the 3.5 millimeter jack. And I I don't know why, but I was adamant. And I don't even remember why at the time. This is just like three years ago. It's like I needed it to have the 3.5 millimeter jack. And so then I took it back. And that's all I remember. New phones. New phones nowadays don't even have don't that. Even, maybe that was it. Maybe it was a phone or, or a laptop thing that I wanted to do specifically. I don't recall. It was probably stupid. Me being stupid, not the soundbar. Chris, also, heads up, I just noticed this. Your microphone must be in your ear. So when you stretched back and covered your ear, it muted it pretty bad. I still heard you. Like, you don't have to repeat anything. But wherever you huh. did with your hands, like... I do this? When you stretched or something? La, la. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's just a coincidence. 
But, uh, well, hey, congratulations on buying your own Christmas presents. My wife asked me what I was getting myself for Christmas, and I said, Switch games. And she said, Which ones? I said, I really don't know. Just all any of them. them. All of them. Wait, <laughs> it's that uh, Gary Oldman. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I just kind of pointed, and I was like, Any of the way too many that I've bought between like Black Friday and, and right now. So you recently you recently shared a picture of all your Switch games and I and I showed it to my daughter. I said, look, these are Sean's games. And then she was like, What? Have you and then because she's smart yet? I almost bought uh, Yu-Gi-Oh for you. Oh, I'm glad you didn't. I didn't. I got it off of uh Amazon physical for like okay. half off. It was like twenty dollars. Excellent. But, it is well um, worth twenty <laughs> bucks for her. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Uh but uh, as I said, she did the math real quick. She counted across, so she counted down. She's like, oh, okay, well, like, six times this number is this number. And then he has, like, a little bit less over here. So add that to it. And then, and then she came with, like, 130-something. I don't know. No, I think that's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> I don't have an exact count right now. And because I know that Heather also, like, took some out of the stack to, like, wrap up just to look good. And then, because got to have something. She did say, trip. no pressure, Sean. She did say that he should give me... The EV game. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's a good game. She'll love it. No, she's going to love Yu-Gi-Oh, especially with her attention to detail on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that the game follows the show so religiously. Like, it doesn't play cutscenes. It just displays them in crappy dialogue. But it's, like, religious to the text. Oh, nice. um, so she's going to recognize exactly what's happening from the show, and she's going to eat it up. I will... You'll feel very proud. Like right now, she's into Harry Potter. Well, I won't say she's into it, but she's she's marathoning through them all because I was just randomly watching Harry Potter oh, because then, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> and uh, Harry and... Potter is a Christmas <laughs> movie. For... Why? Because they experience Christmas. Yes, that that's that's why, Sean. You know, it's like it's why you know cinnamon rolls go with. <laughs> Somewhere else, go with chili. It just goes together. I don't know if that's a Midwest thing or not. I don't know what constitutes Midwest. I know a lot of people in I like know, right? everywhere here. It feels like everybody's like cinnamon rolls and chili. And I know that people sometimes also Oklahoma is a thing. It's in uh, so Oklahoma, Kansas. We got that covered. When I lived in St. Louis, it was a big deal there too, right? So at mm. least this portion. But what I hate is that some people will put the cinnamon roll. On the like, they won't get a plate. They'll just get a bowl of chili, and they'll just put the cinnamon roll on on the chili. It's not like they're blending it or whatever, but like it, they're putting it on the. No, no, you can't do that. Why? They they, they go together, Sean, but they can't touch. No, they they can't can't touch. touch. They can't even hold hands. They need to be separated. I need two dishes with separation. They can share a wall. They're like they're like they're like step cousins who have intimate looks with each other, but know that they can't touch <laughs> they're like they're like what the brady the brady yeah. kids <laughs> like there's no there's no real reason why but they just yeah. right they can make goofy no eyeballs touch. No touch. but when it's in sean's house they ain't touching each other outside of sean's house i guess i don't care so much whatever your step cousins knock yourselves out but in my house the cinnamon rolls even the cornbread, which makes a little more sense if you want cornbread and your chili, like I can kind of pal. Cornbread that. makes sense. Cornbread and chili, I think, is good. I, I still don't care for it. I still kind of want them separate, but that's that's just yeah. me being kind of weird. I, I accept that. 
<laughs> anyway, your daughter is into Harry Potter and Yu-Gi-Oh, so she's actually yes. so we were we were just Sean dueling. It's really what she we is. were just we were just dueling and watching uh, Prisoner Azkaban. Oh, you were doing her while you were. That's actually kind yeah. of my. That's like a dream for me. <laughs> Heather's All never right. agreed to learn Yu-Gi-Oh, unfortunately, which I feel is a little sad. Come on, t- tell her my nine-year-old daughter is picking that up. I don't think that. I don't. I don't think that. That might be the, the wrong angle. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I don't. I don't think that. Hey, you know how I love the... this TV show. Well, Chris's nine-year-old daughter also loves it, and we think that means that you should like it. <laughs> Uh, Chris, I think even you'll see her play in the game and it's going to like trigger, I'm not going to, I'm not saying you're going to want to go watch the episodes, but it's just going to trigger the memories. You're going to read some of the text. Well, she's, she's also, she's been watching. No, I am like weirdly more back into Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm like looking up ban lists and and looking up like card effects. And then I'm forgetting like, wait, if we do this, does this trigger this and this and this? And then, like, she's still watching the episode. She's watching all the way through. And now I'm kind of back into I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot how good the show Yu-Gi-Oh! actually was. Because even though I'm, like, I was kind of Korean and stuff, but, I'm, like, I'm still into it. Like, when, like, I forget how great the Battle City stuff was with all the Egyptian gods and Yugi learning more about, uh, or Yami learning more about himself and stuff like that. The things that you forget about, or at least me, I won't speak on behalf of everybody, is like how big those sections are of not Yu-Gi-Oh that they cram into there. So like uh, in the virtual reality section and in my head, it's like, that oh, that's like a two episode thing. It's like, no, that was like a basically a season of a TV show's worth of crap. The Dungeon Dice Monsters, that's like a three episode series. And then that guy just tags along with him, even though he's a douchebag. And then, so you kind of forget about all the not Yu-Gi-Oh stuff that they cram in there. Or at least you minimize it in your head. And in reality, it's like half the show. But I love Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. as a TV show. Absolutely love it. Glad she's into it. Uh, she's going to dig the game, guaranteed. But if she wants to borrow the Eevee game, that's... Obviously, I'm pro-making kids play Pokemon. Also, Chris, is our Christmas treat to everyone, we've decided to check off uh, Santa's Naughty and Nice list of Book 3 Change Episodes. And that's just our corny, topical title (laughs) way of saying that we're going to look at the top and bottom episodes from the the book. Because this one's only 13, instead of doing the normal top and bottom five, we just did three. I did throw a couple honorable mentions in there that were real close, but we just did three. And then Chris, because you're just coming into this blind, sorry, I did all the naughty, the naughty list first, the bad episodes first, and then the nice second, so we can go out. On a positive note. Nice. Sound good? Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So starting on the naughty list, uh, number 11 in rankings. Holy so number crap, 11 in a harmless way? Wait, uh, man, I kind of forgot what happened in a harmless way. No, okay. I think... and they, it is one where stuff kind of blurs together. That is, this shocked me as well, but then when I looked at the ratings, like it, there's there's very few outliers. Like most stuff in this season is in a very small swath of ratingsville. So in harm's way, it did feel mm. out of place. I'll pull it up in my phone to make sure I got the details on right on which episode we're talking yeah. about. Well, uh, do you have the scores also? Uh, no, but I can pull them up. I okay, think great. About that. Yeah, I would no, love to know these scores so we can compare. No, that's a great contrast. point. I don't know why I didn't put them in there. That was a silly choice. Anyway, in harm's way, Avatar. 
Avatar Wiki. That's why I don't claim to know anything. All my information comes directly from Chris and the Avatar Wiki. Chris, do you remember what happens in this episode or why it may have landed where it did? Wait, is is In Harm's Way the one where... Why can't I think of... Uh, one second, I gotta grab... Yeah, I got to too. Yeah. There's too much... It's it's episode four. Uh, episode four. <clears throat> now I feel like we're unprofessional here. Don't even know what the... I rely on you to know everything. I'm sorry. That's a lot of pressure. I know. The thing is, and the title uh, in Harm's Way, for some reason, when I think of that title, I think of um, the episode where Corey gets kidnapped. But I know that's not, I always know that that's not it, but I feel like it would be a good title for that. Uh, this one, the the Avatar Wiki summary is essentially Lord Zuko, Tonrock, Desna, Neska, Face, Gazanza here. And oh Ming-Wa my gosh, and I love that episode. That to, they have such a great battle. Oh, to, and, and the meanwhile escape. Every yeah, I'll pull up the ratings here. But yeah, everything in this season there is kind of two outliers on either end. Oh, and then she and then they had that fight to get the uh, to get the Airbenders away from Earth Queen. So yeah, so I this, this might just be one of those cases where uh, you're upset. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I'm I'm upset, Sean. You upset? Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody's this gonna is... see the ratings if I here. Let me put them over here like this. Oh, what uh, are you doing, Sean? Everybody can. I don't think they can see them now. Okay, so this oh, one, very... episode four, <laughs> got an it got an eight point oh two. That's still great. That is that is great. I mean that that's yeah that's great. And so, in my defense, also, you only rated this an 8.25. So, I'm not going to take the heat okay. for dragging right. this okay. one down. I mean, you clearly were below probably an 8, though. Yeah, 7.8. You were at 8.2. Yeah, so, no, you're, you're at fault. No. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, no, this was, this was not the biggest discrepancy we had, not by a long shot. This was a relatively mild discrepancy between our two scores so okay. yeah. but no i i think that was great you know it's just a matter of like this is this is a testament to how good i think the season is that the third worst episode had eight point pretty much got an eight out of it yeah and and again there were kind of two serious outliers on either end and then this one just by chance happens to be the next lowest that's that's really all there is to say. I have no qualms with this episode. I enjoy it. It's good. Uh, which means that number 12 is the Metal Clan. And it's not horribly farther below. It came in at, where is that, 7.9. So hmm. it was, I mean, it's it's below an I think, 8. I think, but it's I think part of that is that, you know, it's early in the season. Kind of sets some things up. And really that sets up. That's like part one of that uh, of that Lin and Su Yin uh, dynamic. It is, but you want to know up. something funny? Is that four and five? So the previous episode and this episode aired uh, aired the same day. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me because I just read that like now on the Avatar Wiki. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I literally just read it five seconds ago. No, I figured you weren't that smart because uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Chris is in a very sharp mood this Christmas. He's... I know, I know. Just be. I'm, I'm... 
ball busted and chop dusted. <laughs> from <laughs> Scrubs. <laughs> no, busting chops. Busting chops. Busting Talk balls and chops. Man. I forget how he says it. I know what reference yeah, you're aiming for, but I kind of forget how he words it. But uh, at least the Metal Clan made more sense to me. Of So I, I still had it rated as, as an 8.1. You had it as a 7.7. 7. Uh, mm. But at least it still stood out to me as, like, in my memory, I was like, oh, yeah, we both were a, a little lower on this one. Yeah. But we're still kind of talking minutia here. It's not a bad I episode think, by so. any stretch. I'm really, and, and again, this season, like, those are great. Those are really good episodes, I think. Like, like comparing that to, like, stuff in book one and of regular Avatar or stuff in book two of, of Legend of Korra. Like these are some really good episodes, and sure they're they're not like setting the world on fire, but they're setting stuff up, setting mm-hmm. some character stuff up that's really important. Um, I think Metal Clan says a lot about um, Lin Beifong and and her growth or her her state of mind, especially when it comes to uh, relation to her sister, relation to Toph, her mother. Um, it's interesting enough because you know a lot of these episodes are pretty much two parters. If we put, you know, say if we separated out, um, in Av- in in regular Avatar, say we separated out the Winter Solstices, I would put probably the Metal Clan above the Winter Solstice Part One, where we meet, um, Heibai. And we, um, you know, we try to acknowledge oh, that too, like when we're rating those together. We'll kind of yeah. dock things a little bit for like, yeah, it was amazing, but don't forget it also had, you know, 40 minutes to work with. Because I think your point here of how many of these could you just put into pairs that would make perfect sense? Yeah. And then it would probably be fine. Yeah. But uh, Chris, just for a little context, your bottom two. So this one and the next one you had rated the same. Uh, this one I had rated 8.1, but then I had rated the next one, our last contestant, our quote-unquote worst, relatively speaking, episode, the original Airbenders. I remember disliking it, but I had this at a 6.8. I don't remember disliking it all that much, but I had a pretty... I was kind of harsh. Maybe I was in a bad mood that yeah. day. I don't know. Uh, so what was our total score for the original Airbenders? So original Airbenders, our total score was 7.23. That's I think that's pretty bad. I think I must have gave given him more credit. You for you did the same. You did seven essentially seven point seven on this one and the metal clan. So you kind of had them in the same category. Right uh, I would say that this one is definitively. I mean, obviously. Oh, I'm I know, I know, I know why it, it all had to do with booming. Like even though I don't, yeah, that's like this episode, and I, and I can kind of skip this episode. To me, there's so much more character work done with Boomy and understanding where he was coming from. Because he's such a, to me, he's such an underappreciated character. Because I mean, he was the first child of Avatar Aang and Katara. Like he has such the highest expectations, and I'm sure they were really nice parents and stuff, and that they're like really supportive of him and everything. But there's there's no doubt about it that I think they're still disappointed that he wasn't a bender. Like they're both. Benders are the highest caliber. Like, of, of course, first just, kid I mean, is... but still, yeah. But of course, they still loved their son as much as they loved the other two. But you can still, and you, and they wouldn't admit this to him. I'm sure. <laughs> it goes goes unsaid. But 
they could still be disappointed. And so all of that I think came uh came came to a crash here in this episode where he's like, I never wanted to be an airbender. Like he is lying to himself. Like he knows he wanted to be an airbender. Um but he he I think he's afraid to not live up to to the expectations of being a bender, of being uh of being a, a person who's supposed to hold the legacy, responsible for the legacy of Avatar Aang. And I if, think that said a lot about him. If I metaphorically twist your arm though and I forced you to pick between this episode and the Metal Clan, of which is worse since you rated them the same. Um... I would say the metal clan is better. Um, I think with the original, with original Airbenders, that's an episode that I feel like I could skip. I, I, ne- I would never skip it. That's an episode I feel like I could skip, but I would probably never skip the metal clan. But also, out of all the episodes, the original Airbenders is the one that feels like it. It doesn't belong. It doesn't have its equal pair. It like, feels like a most little. Of the other ones yeah, do. it just feels a little out of place in the whole narrative of season three, but whatever. I was probably too harsh on it, but I'm, I don't ha- I have no issue thinking that it's the worst episode of the season, but I was probably a little mm-hmm. harsh on it with my ratings that day. It happens. So there's our bottom three. I did want to call, I had two honorable mentions that were kind of close. So episode three is the earth queen. That was an 8.07. So uh, mm. in harm's way it was an 8.02. So those are extremely close. And then Old Wounds is an 8.11. So, again, you're talking about really good episodes. What did did I give? What did I give Old Wounds? Old Wounds. Which one's that? That one's six. Uh, You gave it an 8.4. I gave it a 7.8. So that was probably our... See, that doesn't surprise me. That's probably our second biggest discrepancy. So, one is that we're going to do an episode uh, themed The Great Divide where we kind of cover our greatest discrepancies in scores. That's such a and, clever uh, battle it out. too. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, that's our second biggest discrepancy. Our biggest discrepancy is actually still the original Airbenders, but second largest mm. is is Old Wounds. Um, and, it, you know, as we've talked time and time again, it just comes down to preference of what we enjoy seeing in our shows, and I don't yeah. care for that one too much. Hey, but I still rated it like a 7.8, so I did not like it all that much. Uh, let's go to the good side. Let's think about some positives and on some good notes. So the third best episode in this season is The Ultimatum, and that is episode eleven. <clears throat> and yeah. I think I think I think we I think you can go back to the uh the slide now. I think we can take it from here. <laughs> um The Ultimatum. Oh, the... you mean over here. Over here on my Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh oh wait. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Stupid. The people are still seeing this slide. It was just you that were being uh, intentionally uh, blinded. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that we didn't uh, give people a peek behind the curtain. So, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, I was able to see Sean's whole spread, spreadsheet that has all of our scores there. Spreadsheets for life. Um, oh, yeah. Love spreadsheets. Always. <laughs> but, ah, the ultimatum. Um, one of the things that I think this is mostly just story-driven things. I don't think there's much action sequences really in in the ultimatum. Um, I just really enjoyed so much of the uh, thought process about Korra and like should she give herself up, um, things like that. Also, I think this one of the episodes where the grandma made me laugh like hysterically. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, she's very well played. Yeah, it's really interesting. This episode does not have. Oh, oh, it does have really good action. The last six minutes is action at it has the Tenzin versus a here, Gazan versus uh, when Tenzin like, blows them all out of the water right away, but then they, yeah, yeah, that's a great fight. Yeah, holy crap! Yeah, so. You so know, maybe you're... it does just have a little bit of everything. Like we've already discussed, a little comedy, a little action, tons of story. Yeah, it's a really good, um, really, really just a really good. Uh, there's a very smart word I'm thinking of, but I won't think What's of it. it. Like a prototype, <laughs> uh, a a prototype mm. great Avatar episode. Like this is what your good ap- Avatar sure. episodes need to have. Yeah, great comedy, great action, some great story beats. Um, it's, it's interesting because it's it's really kind of a slow episode until the last six minutes of it. Because um, I'm thinking like, man, what was the big action scene here? But uh, seeing how Tenzin was was willing to put everything online, not compromise, that was one of the most memorable moments. That's probably my... Interesting, we should do a top moment. Did we do this episode? Best moment for each character? Like we could... We could do a whole series of episodes about the best moments. Chris, we got a lot of weeks of content. We got to live out to the live action comes. Okay, so you got to keep these ideas, keep keep them coming. Don't well now. I got about I can feel about twenty episodes worth, half a year worth almost. Just do one episode per character. I think uh, Um, maybe there's their top ten moments in next week's episode. Might not be the worst time to pick a uh, like a favorite moment or two. Yeah, if anyone wants to give us uh, like characters they want us to go over our top moments of them, oh, that'd be uh, fun. Yeah, or give us yeah, give us your favorite character and your top moment, and then we'll 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 eventually get down to like the Cabbage Man if we have to. But will we do the Cabbage Man before the Foaming Mouth guy or after? Well, and Cabbage and not to give too much credit to the Cabbage Man, he has more moments, (laughs) more to choose. The Foaming Mouth Foaming Mouth guy just has to to rank. And I would I would rank the second one above because that's so the timing so is, is just ideal like, for his second. He comes one. out screaming for Aang, just <sighs> and Aang's not here, and he's like <laughs> he wipes off the phone off yeah. his mouth, and then for some reason puts his but he doesn't he's not wearing a hood, he's just wearing a shirt, but he puts, puts the shirt, shirt over, over his head as if he's wearing a hood and just like. Squaddles, which away, is pretty you know, solid, like fanboy. That that captured yeah. that well. Yeah, yeah. Well, someday right. we'll go over all the character moments. Only Mouth Guy, so so much better than Cabbage Guy. Ouch, so man. much better. Uh, anyway, we had that debate already. Um, <laughs> anyway, oh, the Ultimatum, great episode. Great excellent, episode. excellent episode, but not perfect, Chris. Not perfect. What could it have True. done to be better? It could have been. But uh, what the oh, man. <laughs> looks like a hit. <laughs> I use Control H a lot when I'm making these, and so when I Control H'd, and I must have replaced the title that was there. Chris, I've had uh, I had Venom of the Red Lotus here, uh, but it is a tie for first place, and so tie number mm-hmm. one is Venom of the Red Lotus, which is episode thirteen of this series, and I'm really sorry that I Control H replaced it. With the title of our next PowerPoint. <laughs> of, our, of our next episode. Uh, spoiler um, alert. 
So, so it's a tie between Enter the Void. Yeah, do we just yeah, we'll bring it up? That's fine. Uh, tie for um, first place. And for context, I mean, they, we had them so, all tens. Yeah, all tens. Yeah, man, wow. That that's a really solid. Not solid. Solid's an understatement. That's a really, really great finale. All tens from each of us. I'm pretty sure we probably gave the Atla finale the same. If I had to guess, There's the, probably the finale, of... right? The 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 finale finale we did, but not the true. Would... Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is interesting because pro- I'm not sure. I mean, we'll get to it, and I'll be able to look more. I'm not sure I would give the final episode of Legend of Korra all tens. I'll be interested. Maybe to I would see. I don't think I, mean, I, I could, would either. I could but I've see... been wrong before. Honestly, now that I think about it, I could. I mean, because I, I mean, I have it in my head. Okay, now. but would you I, give I, it all tens? Not how do I say this? I think when we rate it, I want. I hope that we don't rate it as the finale of the entire Korra show. Like I, I think it needs to be rated as no, the finale. Of- no, no, I don't think. I only, I don't even think of that episode as the finale of the show. Like especially, I think of it just as the finale of the season. Yeah, because I to me, Korra, think- Legend of Korra is is so much different from Avatar that it is every season its own story, and it doesn't yeah. feel like a TV series finale. It feels like a season finale. And I think even as a season finale, I would probably still give it a 10 out of 10. I don't think I'll be there, but I, you know, I change over time and things we'll see. Um, Chris, I'm going to go rogue here and I'm actually going to pull up another thing just to kind of prove our point a little further. And that's that the first honorable mention was episode 10, Long Live the Queen. And it was very close to the ultimatum. <laughs> so, uh, and all I wanted to point that out was in, in a sense here, what? you've got four episodes all at the end that are the four best episodes of a tremendous, a tremendous season. And I thought that was worth yeah, pointing out. The thing that probably took long live the queen down is that it's not as action heavy. No, um, it's a little sure, bit of a core, slow burn. Yeah. But it's just that ending, man. It's like, and it's a here's dialogue. And, and like, he, like that's one of my top villain moments right there in, in that monologue of just him saying like to you freedom is something that uh i'm, I'm gonna you think it. freedom anyway, is something he, you can give and take yeah. or, or something like that yeah you think freedom is something you can give or take but it's essential the essential as air or maybe it's essential as breathing i think he said essential as air and then as he takes the air away from the earth queen holy crap like the I've I've never seen. I think this is one of the best examples of 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 voice acting and direction and art direction just working so in unison together. Like I, I don't think I've seen another example of of that in the show where the where the the script is doing a lot of work, but at the same time that the animation is in direction is doing a lot of work. Um, it usually feels like there's some that. sacrifices made on the actual style yes. side of things. In yeah. So like, like usually like when we see like great animation, like we think of fights and, and stuff like that. Um, when usually there's not much dialogue in, the, in those cases. And so you, I feel like you usually don't get that, that, uh, that sense. I think maybe a couple different times in Avatar get that sense. Maybe like when Zuko, <clears throat> uh, oh, when Zuko's confronting his father, right? And then like, um, uh, his father is like, 
your mother's your mother was banished. Uh, but banishment is far too merciful of a punishment for you. And at the same time, you see the the sun going over the moon. It's like your punishment will be far more severe. And then, and then also right before that, when um, and so like those two things are working really well together. Like that visual is connecting with the words on the page. I mean, and that's not and that dialogue there isn't nearly as good as as the here's monologue. Um, but there's another case within that of when Zuko is like a, and this is great voice acted by Dante Bosco. Um, when he tells her that like she's still alive, she just banished, and he says like, so she's alive. Like he 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 you can he gets like something really great voice acting. He gets you know how when you get like really crying, you get kind of a frog in your throat, and he he acted out really well. And at the same time, there's a tear coming down one eye, but his other eye. His burnt eye actually wells up with some tears, which <clears throat> at one point, uh, Brian and Mike said, like, that eye is really difficult. Like, so much of that has been burnt and stuff that he can't really cry in that eye. He can't form tears, which probably means he has a really dry eye. Uh, <laughs> that probably feels terrible. Yeah. He's probably just walking around all day, just like, ugh. ugh. Um, and uh, but he's actually able to form tears. And that's the first time in the series you see that eye. Like you see Zuko cry plenty of times. That's the first time you see that eye well up with tears. But the other one did do a full on cry. But that's another great example. Uh, and not and to, to your point, you, you, it just doesn't sacrifice really on either side. Where like I mean, I'm just thinking of other TV shows, other cartoons and things, where you actually like you absolutely are making one sacrifice like you either get the dialogue for the story heavy pieces mm-hmm. or there's no dialogue because they're fighting each other yeah. and you don't feel that at all here in any of these episodes i know we're not supposed to view these as a as a group finale or anything but there's just like these four episodes where it really ramps up from being a uh like a really good story to an oh crap story yeah yeah exactly i would never I would never <clears throat> want to watch any of these four without having just watched the whole set. Like if I get to this point and <laughs> yeah. just since we've started on this season, I've probably done it three times where, Oh, I better rewatch this. It's been a couple weeks since we talked, but then I'll end up watching through to the end. Cause as soon as I hit long live the queen, like I don't want to stop mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we can, we can kind of pick nits between them all we want and say, yeah, no, they're not a group finale, but I, in my head, it's like, I gotta watch all four. I can't not. Yeah. They're fantastic. Um, yeah. Can I can I twist your so, arm again and say if you had to pick... Uh, I think we kind of alluded to it already when we did the episode, but since we have two tens, is there a better ten and a worse ten? Which episode oh, man. is your real number one? Jeez, holy crap. I can tell you mine's um, entered the <clears> void, <throat> but I feel like I could see yours going the other way. Uh, um, this this is actually really hard because I feel like with Enter the Void, you have oh, you have some great core sacrifices, flies. and then Pali dies. She gets her head blown into smithereens, know, and then he right? flies. Um, it's incredible. So even even before even before that, you have some great character work done with Cora. She's like willing to sacrifice herself for the New Air Nation. She says goodbye to everybody, and the goodbye feels very final. It feels like, like you're doing. Like we don't know. We really don't know, Cora, if you're going to survive this. Like it's probably 
not a high chance that our plan is going to work. So we have to say goodbyes. Um, And then, yeah, and then she battles Zaheer, just chained up with her father in unison, some great action there. And then, yeah, Zaheer, Police head gets blown up and Zaheer flies at the end. So much great character work done across different characters. Um, And Enter the Void is just like no hose bar, just everybody going at it. And then it and then it ends and that fight is just epic as heck. It, to me that fight has the pinnacle of American television animation where Cora Western and yeah, American. Where Cora like she jumps. The camera is behind Cora. She jumps fire projecting her and then it, it tracks her and then it tracks the here flying through like that is almost impossible to direct. I don't think you can even do that. It, that would be hard to pull off in a live action movie. Um, let alone a, a fairly 2d uh, television series on Nickelodeon. Um, and then you end it with, with Cora being badly damaged where she's, she's, stuck in a wheelchair, not knowing how her life's going to go. She's in the bottom of the pits. And then you end it with she, her going to Janora's tattoo ceremony and Tenzin stating everything about how Korra inspired him and then how they're going to lead the new nation, how Janora was doing a lot. And then they unveil her and then the they, they air been Oh, the wind chimes and stuff, and the music kicks in, and it's such a beautiful moment. And then you see Cora crying, and it's just, ah, oh, man, that these two episodes, these, these might be the, uh, I don't, I, I can't even hyperbole. I don't, I don't think you can have hyperbole with these two episodes. But if I had to pick one, um, one set with me way more after I watched it, and that was. Venom of the Red Lotus, like, I cried. Like, I remember where I was at when I was watching. <laughs> like, just just the thought of me watching something on my phone. Because this was a time that, like, streaming wasn't a thing. Yeah, we were watching really. straight up Nick.com, I believe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was at my, I was at my kitchen table uh, in Topeka, Kansas. I remember that much. Yeah, like... With a nick.com on my phone watching it. Also, Cora, I one day when is that make a video of how revolutionary Cora, Legend of Cora really is. Like this was the first big show to be streamed. Even though it was all by accident. She holds I don't I I don't think another one exists like this. Like it was it was solely streaming. It was not on because the ratings apparently were not better than a rerun to SpongeBob. So I remember watching it on my phone, sitting on the couch on my recliner, just rocking back. And then just tears falling down my face. Me trying to, like, cover it up, I don't feel like my wife asked me any questions about it. Me just being like, that was just like, like what's, what's gonna happen? Like, she sacrificed herself. So, yeah, so I'm giving it to uh, I'm giving it to Venom of the Red Lotus. I, I mean, I gotta yeah. go with Enter the Void. Just, I feel like Enter the Void is, is really great with or without Venom and the Red Lotus uh, but Venom and the Red Lotus is kind of dependent on before it I don't know how else to pick other than I just like the huge moments 
in Enter yeah. the Void. Love them. I, the thing is, for a while, they're showing. I was like, oh yeah, maybe Enter the Void is is, is better. But then I remember just the the last the, the four feels. minutes. <laughs> yeah, the feels hit me so hard, and they've just stuck with me. That's totally. Um, fair. But both but both episodes definitely deserve each at the ten, the perfect tens. Both are are really amazing. There was no there was no question as we were rating. I think the as about as fast as our ratings have ever come down. <laughs> But uh, yeah. in short, what all this means is that um, The Legend of Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender basically ruined all other cartoons for me. Because even now, <laughs> even now, the we've been is... talking about like Yu Yu Hakusho and things like that. It's like these other things that I'm very much enjoying. The only thing I could ever compare them to is like, it's so much choppier than Avatar. It's like, mm, the sound <laughs> well, design's yeah, not as good as Avatar. Where's the music in this like Avatar? <laughs> They've ruined everything for me, Chris. I mean, you're thinking about these things were made. One thing that you actually was made in like the late 80s or late or early like 90s. Yeah. Um, it's hard to put. But um, even enough, like a, so, Infinity Train's a more recent example. Where I like, I really liked Infinity Train, but every the whole oh, time. I loved it. Yeah. But the whole time, I'm just straight up comparing it to Avatar. Like, mm, this feels like it's missing that, a lot of detail. <laughs> I should really rewatch that. Uh, I, well, I, yeah, I love it. a rewatch. Train. I think I would take more away on my second. I I loved the first season. After that, maybe a slight diminishing returns, but the first season I I ate up. I completely agree. With, well, I think oh, which season is oh, it? Just like season three. Returns. I love season three. I, wanna, I think I love. I want to overdo it. I think I, I go like. I think season one is like a nine out of ten. Okay. Am mm-hmm. I? Am I? Am I non? And not, and not and not comparing that to our scores of Avatar because Avatar yeah, is great kind of on Avatar world. scale. <laughs> um, I think season one's like nine out of ten, and then season two is like a eight, and then season three goes back to nine. I love season three. What's with, is uh, season three? The one with what's his name? Season Dracula, three is with the deer. No, that's season two. That's two. Okay. Yeah. Because um, that's name. with her reflection. Season three is with uh, the bright girl and the white guy. Okay, like, I remember that he one. Ends up, yeah, I don't want to spoil that, but that that gets a lot darker. I think. It uh, and then I think I season. I didn't love it at first, but I feel like that one grew on me more as I was watching it. Like it, the early parts mm-hmm. of it, I wasn't sold, but then by the time I got to the end, it had yeah. grown on me a ton. No, I think that, I and think it was more true. revealing even of the earlier seasons. Like it kind of tied in some some knowledge we didn't have. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then I don't think I really liked the the last season to me that was like a seven uh, a i'd put it on par with the second i'm i'm, I'm okay with saying you know one yeah. and three similar and two and four similar but even again in the one and three category it's like i'm still i would still choose one even if i rated them yeah. the same but, i think that's fair yeah. I, I do love oh dang i can't think of her name the main show. character uh, I, I love her. and I love one one and the dog yeah one one's a lot of fun he reminds me of yeah. like the uh the uh machine from Portal, whose names I can't think of all of a sudden, but yes, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, even uh, my point being oh, is that even say, modern cartoons with like high production mm-hmm. values, I would argue, I still never break my comparisons to Avatar: The Last yeah. Airbender or Legend of Korra. It's funny. Uh, the Netflix channel, the Netflix Twitter, whatever they're like, they have like a geek Netflix one. I don't, I don't know why they have a different Netflix Twitter for two different things, but one of them was like. Hey, tell me your favorite episode, and I'll tell you the best episode. Of, I mean, tell me your favorite 
show, and I'll tell you the best episode of it. And one person put Legend of Korra in it because I'm uh, I like to say my own opinion about things. One person put Legend of Korra, and I wrote like, oh, the best episode of Legend of Korra is is a uh, Venom of the Red Lotus. Um, and then she wrote like, yeah, that was really good. I said Venom of the Red Lotus or Beginnings Part One and Two. That's uh, the best episode of Legend of Korra. And then the Netflix Twitter, whoever runs it, said, yeah, Venerellos is great. That or either Long Live the Queen. And so, like, even uh, even the official Netflix yeah, we account. Were, like, we were close, yeah. you know. And interesting that both of those best episodes came from this season. The four yeah. things mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. on this list. So, and I, I really can't think of what other episode... I think even even though some other episodes I'm sure will get perfect tens, I don't know which episode would be better than the the best. Two. You know, again yeah, comparing the tens, but the best. best of the best. Yeah. yeah, that'd be tough, especially if you're really being picky about like, all right, but what did they do in a 20 minute segment? So not a four episode finale, not you know 80 minutes or 90 minutes by the time all is said and done, but 20 minutes. What did they do in that hmm. time? So I think that's. I think it's awesome. And Chris, we're going to talk, uh, we should save some of our commentary for next week because if we haven't given it away already, because I'm stupid, we're going to, ref- we're going to spend a little extra time talking about book three next week for new years. But I think that's probably enough for now. We'll save some of our commentary. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. To talk about our best and worst episodes. Always fun to go back through these happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Chris, to you and your family as well. Thrilled to have survived another year of life to make it this far doing podcasts and all that and so thank you as well chris ford and thank you everybody out there who's listening watching supporting in whatever ways you're supporting we really appreciate you peace see you next time love and so <laughs> uh-